This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to News Laundry Hafta. I'm Abhinand Sekri and with me I have a sparkling panel today but before I come to the panel may I plug once again subscribe to News Laundry pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers are served. Also two important announcements on the hafta today. We have an event on the 2nd of October. I will tell you a little more about that. It's open for subscribers only. So Mufat Khors, if you want to attend that event, and I suggest you do, there'll be a really good conversation. And of course, you can meet us as well. You'll have to subscribe. And there is another announcement uh, about, yes, there's a chat box on Saturday for our NRI audience, but more on that as the hafta goes. First, let me introduce the panel. I have with me, Rishi Majumdar. Hi, Rishi. Hi. Rishi has been a writer, journalist, and media consultant for over 13 years, really. that long he was 14 or 15 now probably reading from an older bio oh my god older bio so that I, i'll blame parikshit for that <laughs> but no i guess it's it's uh, recent enough you've been with the times of india mumbai mirror you were the ex editor of vice you were a principal correspondent of tehelka and a senior editor of the big indian picture what is that that's a film website that we ran for 3 years it oh. was a website on cinema and culture oh, videos as well as text so so you're a cinema officiado kya kehte hain aficionado aficionado so have you seen manto i haven't seen manto yet i'm waiting to has see has anyone it. seen manto no. here should one see it have you seen it you have i thought i've heard great things about it i thought i'd get to know if i'm being too harsh but no one's seen it's it it's not good i thought it was he's become one because of awful and awesome no? i have to watch <laughs> now i film every week now otherwise i'm not going to talk about an awful and awesome so uh, he he writes articles features essays commentary for ndtv the dawn the hindu hindustan times yahoo originals first post india today my god you've written for pretty much everyone So that's Rishi. Were you changing jobs every week? No, no, I was just freelancing. Years, I was freelancing for a long time. Okay. Freelance is long time freelancer. And then we have uh, award-winning Manisha. Hi. Who has uh, <laughs> award-winning yeah, Manisha? Award is not. <laughs> now we should really stop. We should really stop now. Okay, it's we'll a, stop. It's an old award. We have Meghnad, the latest digital celebrity in the house, yo. <laughs> who uh, does uh, he's the what, what dj that to music he's to the constitution <laughs> section 25 move move oh my 86. god okay and then i like what Worst what, what introduction ever <laughs> what pearl jam is to rock concerts he's to yo foe foe section 98 like that so he does oh a lot of god. these Did you mean section 66A? No, 19 is it? Actually 19. Amendment. Article 9. I said 9A. I was wondering what had missed. Tabhi to main yahan baitha aur ye wahan ja ke perform karta hai. Bhai to main nahi kar raha tha. Baal bhi ek hi hai. Experience bhi hai main budha bhi hu. Nokshal. Khair. So yes, uh, he is here because today uh, other than the fact that we love him very much, he's also here because today there's been a landmark judgment of Aadhaar which has hit him like a kick in the nuts yeah yeah absolutely he's right something like that yeah. so 1400 pages worth of nuts for uh, just just it's 1400 pages 1400 pages wow. <laughs> and we have our editor in chief madhut rehan a non padmashri winning journalist and but we'll never ever ever see the light of padmashri i haven't given you this grand intro for a long time the founding editor of india today the magazine set up by her founder of tv today which is today aaj tak in your day and headlines today a uh, founder of news laundry founder of something called why india which was ahead flopped. of its time which flopped <laughs> which was ahead of its time <laughs> it was ahead of its time yeah you don't <laughs> say flop you just uh, no one got it <laughs> but, but, but it was it was a digital product before 
digital was in India when there was just like 0.1% people had access to digital. So on that note, uh, we have a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about. I'll just tell you some of the things. I'll tell you the headlines. We may not discuss all of them. Indian government suggested Reliance as partner in a Rafale deal. How do you pronounce it? First of all, just can you get Rafale. an answer? Rafale. Rafale. No, no, Rafale. Ne. Rafale. 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 Rafali, so I like him. Arun, Arun, my guy. Jetli, Sekhri. This is a funny video, actually. Everyone huh. pronouncing so it. Indian they government want. suggested reliance as partner in Rafali deal. Hollandi tells French website. Hollandi and Rafali. Hollandi. Hollandi. Hollandi ne saara garbar kar di. And Macron, 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 Macron is sabse bade garbar kar di. But Macron is also something to eat, na? That's, That's macaroons. So why to Macron? Then. Bangladeshi migrants are termites will be removed from voters list says Amit Shah in yeah. his charming way uh, you know I, I don't know if does anyone know if Amit Shah had a love marriage or arranged marriage um, I don't know how would he have charmed the woman in his life you never know how he was when in his younger days no I think from reports it was arranged it was arranged because I'd love to see how he charms someone like like his charm offensive would be <laughs> quite something he has <laughs> charmed <laughs> on the only <laughs> person <laughs> that matters aapke taange tod dunga he has charmed the only person that matters adarniya modi ji modi ji he is very charming indian indo pak talks bjp lashed out pakistan pm imran khan imran khan tweets something rather undiplomatic Uh, I think he is going the uh, Trump way when Trump it comes way. to conducting foreign relations. Supreme Court referral of FGM case that is a female genital mutilation to the constitutional bench and attempt to reframe the issue. I think it's quite shocking that such an issue has to go to a five judge bench. Yeah, constitutional bench hmm. doesn't make sense. Then the Aadhaar case today there were lots of important cases. There was yeah. the Aadhaar case today. What else? Live streaming of uh, court proceedings. Court reservation in private uh, sector. Yeah, reservation. That is still to happen sector. yet. No, no reservation with regard already. to promotion. Promotion, yes. promotion, yes. yes. yeah. right? Sector. And um, the Ram Mandir case is also due sometime soon. Then the Rahul Gandhi's gali gali me shor hai Hindustan ka chauki dar chor hai has caught on, and of course it has really angered everyone. But it has angered the most. It has angered our law minister. uh who, mr ravi shankar prasad who has made statements that such language has never been used for a prime minister of india before he oh just yes, forgets it has that during bofors it was constant and manmohan singh also was yeah. called chor mera pm chor hai was it was, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, was very common during about, rajiv gandhi's prime ministership but, but the thing about ravi shankar prasad i've noticed like trump is like trump everything that happened happened the biggest in the world like he invented like everything yeah, everything ravi shankar prasad is like that he's so outraged that he's never This has never happened before. Yeah. Everything he says has never happened before. Like yeah. Shobha Day, when she discovered feminism, she behaved like she invented it. Yeah, a bit It's late in the day also. Shobha Day, when she in you know discovered Raghuram Rajan also. I know that was really <laughs> sexy chairman of the reserve. Put the on. sex in the sensex apparently. <laughs> How do you see a reserve bank guy as sexy? It's not possible. I don't know. Depends no, on what. Bankers can be. Depends on position. I mean. How, how are your positions this time? I mean, I in scripts and mid caps, low caps, depending on how you position. No way. <laughs> okay, can I bring up <laughs> Donald Trump's tweet? Okay, so Donald, Donald Trump. Trump tweeted: "The Democrats are working hard to destroy a wonderful man, a man who has the potential to be one of our greatest Supreme Court justices ever, with an array of false acquisitions, <laughs> the likes of which have never been seen before. Ever. He meant accusations. accusations. <laughs> the President of America oh. does not know how to spell." Accusations. accusations so he writes acquisitions and then Tre- Trevor Noah retweets it with what a maroon <laughs> <laughs>
But I will say, in defense of bad spellers, being one myself, I think good spelling is an overrated virtue. Just saying. And the height of arrogance is that whatever you're bad at, it's an overrated virtue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, height of arrogance. Wait, or just turn it and distract me. So let's start with Aadhar. First of all, let me start with our guest. Although I know you're also a guest, but you're a ghar's guest. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Guest. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're, you're a, you're a, he see, he's here every day. Not right, every day, right. no, no, every no. week. So your take on the Aadhaar, are you disappointed with the judgment? But did were you expecting anything different? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, one didn't expect one thing or the other. It's an absolutely ridiculous judgment. I mean, in a lot of ways. Uh, for one thing, this whole idea of uh, there being a, this whole idea, uh, this whole uh, play of words that you know we cannot be number one, but at least we are unique. Which is to put it down. It's a bit ridiculous because uh, I mean, <laughs> there are ways in which people or bodies of people can be unique. That can be really disturbing. I mean, the unique uh, identification <laughs> yeah. authority has very uniquely distributed uh, identities to people, unique people who don't exist, mm. right? So like this is man. like, yeah, like like man. Man. yeah, exactly, exactly. To I mean, for one thing. Otherwise, besides that, I mean, you know, just I mean, one thing: privacy being infringed without a context. We don't know what the data protection laws are. Hmm. We don't know what the data protection framework is going to be. It's putting the cart before the horse. It's, you know, bef- without giving me a context of how you're going to protect my privacy, you decide to sit in judgment on it. Cost-benefit analysis, you know, in terms of beneficiaries not receiving benefits. You know, one of the big things about Aadhaar is it's supposed to be a miracle. And a lot of people are supposed to be getting a lot of benefits. What are the studies that have been done on this? You look at the studies that have been done, you find uh, social audits in North India, and you find a lot of beneficiaries who've actually been struck off the beneficiary lists. And now the government is touting this as a big success by saying, see, we've saved so much money. Firstly, as a government, what's your objective? Is your objective to save money? Is it to make sure that benefits reach the beneficiaries? Hmm. And there are so many accounts of beneficiaries who deserve pensions, who deserve uh, their right to food, who deserve Mandrega and who are now being struck off the beneficiary list because of bad because of complete mismanagement or are suffering because of other problems that technology has brought about instead of solving you know and finally this case of constitutional fraud which i'm sure that uh, Meghnath will talk about a lot more but which justice chandrachur has spoken about so clearly you're dis- dissatisfied with with the hugely so, yeah uh, briefly uh, Meghnath, could you just tell me what are the key takeaways one is that you need an aadhar if you're filing tax returns so i'll yeah. have to get an aadhar made so, so my fight i have met har gaya meghnath po jeet ka i also po jeet ka meghnath mai bhi har gaya mai bhi har gaya bhai ha mai bhi har gaya hum bhi har gaye hamari hamari daadi hame nahi bacha payi so what what all up key things but but before you come to the key things i will say that you mentioned hanuman has an aadhar card which he should and i'll tell you why because there are seven immortals all you pseudo seculars don't know the basics of your own religion i'm sorry he also has an there lpg is, connection there is ashwatthama balir vyaso hanumanashcha vibhishana kripachary cha parshuram saptah chiranjeevam these seven people are immortal hanuman so that i didn't know you didn't know i, I thought ashwatthama only ashwatthama king is... mahabali vedvyas hanuman vibhishan kripachary and parshuram can never die so they still are hanging around I somewhere in fact there is a theory that the yeti is hanuman cave theory cave theory yes i have heard that this the bigfoot is hanuman i have seen the photo also so they have to have so if this myth is I true i haven't heard this theory this is quite amazing <laughs> i mean i've heard of the chiranjeevi theory i haven't heard of yeti being hanuman this is quite amazing sab kuch hamare hai thank you jo bhi kuch ho raha hai wo hanuman so in fact there is an ashwatthama temple in up 
where apparently Ashwathama comes every day and myth has it in fact I want to shoot at some point but they don't let you spend the night that he comes every day and you can identify him because he took out that money mm-hmm. na? he had that money on his forehead so anyway my point being that these seven people also have to Aadhaar card so now this government is in a position of deciding once and for all is this myth myth or history because if these seven people don't come up with an Aadhaar card then this is not true oh god bang such a long story for are you this. going to drop the mic or something yeah <laughs> you've already purified the podcast with your <laughs> power knowledge but <laughs> uh, yeah so First, I I will just uh, for the benefit of the listeners, I will just read out the quote that you were mentioning, right? Hmm. So the judgment apparently now starts with a quote all the time. So the quote reads, "It is better to be unique than the best because being the best makes you the number one, but being unique makes you the only one." Well, nice. Who's this? Justice? Uh, that's uh, Sikri. Justice, Justice Sikri. Sikri. Justice Sikri. Yeah. ऑफ so then so the key takeaways of uh, basically the judgment is that everybody has to get aadhar now uh, it is mandatory for people who want to file income tax it is uh, mandatory for people who want to get subsidies basically so for subsidies and, it is for pds for rice for, for whatever for government sorry. subsidies so explain to me cuz i saw one flash which said no one can be denied an entitlement even right. if they don't have so aadhar so the supreme court has also How observed that we are not trivializing the whole exclusion part of it but we can't throw the baby out of the bathwater like what bathwater out, out, out of yeah jo bhi saying so what they saying is while they said you cannot deny someone entitlements because they don't have aadhar but yet you have to have another you have to have another because Section for 7, the right? sake of a few we can't uh, you know afford to not let the others get the benefit that is their argument and what they have also said that the government has to ensure that if there is no no working aadhar in in a particular place they have to make provisions for alternate ids so that they get subsidies that was already happening like state governments had already given directives on that what is your biggest beef with this so the judgment? biggest beef with this is that you know the money bill part right so aadhar and i remember i started writing for news laundry because of that actually right so aadhar when it was passed it was passed as a money bill meaning that it could completely bypass rajya sabha lok sabha mein bjp has majority so their only objective was ki rajya sabha should not stall it so they got it like on a friday which was a last moment thing they brought it in many members were not present and uh, they just bulldozed it through did not let rajya sabha give any opinion and then they basically uh, passed the bill now they passed it as a money bill which is a problem because money bills are specifically bills which concern spendings from the consolidated fund of india now this which they had titled aadhar subsidy delivery uh, bill hmm. they argued that because it's about subsidy delivery it has to be a money bill right uh, but it's not it is a mechanism through which the subsidy is delivered and it's not a money bill need itself. not be debated it can just go through it's so it it has to be debated in lok sabha i mean any bill has to be debated sure. technically hmm. but uh, rajya sabha it can bypass it can only give recommendations so that lok is lok sabha they have a yeah. so they've used a technicality to bypass the rajya sabha where the they don't have majority so that was one of my biggest things that you know at least इस पे तो कुछ सुप्रीम कोर्ट बोलेगा बट ऑन दिस सुप्रीम कोर्ट इट्स ओके इट्स ओके सो देन इट सेट्स अ प्रेसिडेंट दैट इफ एनीबॉडी वांट्स टू डू एनीथिंग बाय बाय पास इन द राज्यसभा 
money bill absolutely you simply label it a money bill yeah. and then get it and passed. they did it already right like finance bill which finance they passed bill as a money they bill. passed it as a money bill they had like provisions from the rbi act and uh, the and more acts which were not supposed to be there like money bill pass karte ja rahe so are you going to be writing a piece explaining this, I will, this? I will so write. do read meghnath's detailed piece on on this judgment no, why not a video uh, he he's already put out a video yesterday yeah so that video just went out yesterday we'll have a piece madhu you want to add anything on this aadhar tippani manisha no not really except i think chandrachur uh, justice chandrachur's dissenting opinion hmm. is of importance though i mean he gets overruled but yeah. apparently you can cite that in future judgments yeah so him making his dissent clear very is, clear he scrapped the whole project and he said that it's a, it's a constitutional violation hmm. it goes in also on the money bill he said so this it, is important because it violates right to privacy it violates the constitutional provisions for money bills everything so he's okay so before also move, one more one more thing do you think this judgment was partisan I wouldn't say that because Aadhaar is not partisan, technically. Technically, because, yeah. but it was started by the UPA. UPA. These guys carried it on yeah. further. Made it worse. And there are certain areas which both, whichever government is in power, they're always doing the same thing. The yeah. way they treat the press, yeah. the way they RTI, they the want they to kill the RTI. The, farmers, mm-hmm. the way they kill the RTI. Transparency and political exactly. funding. Exactly. So there's all similarities right. to both governments. So. Um, in this it was the issue was non partisan in no. any case I think it was really the people against the state absolutely and plus i think there is a giant bureaucratic push behind this right mm. because i know i don't know how this happened but somehow our bureaucrats are convinced and i've been in meetings where i have heard this that uska uh, every problem ka solution is aadhar like for instance i went to this meeting i won't name where or whatever it was a labor meeting where they were trying to figure out how to Noxial basically prevent uh, mm. no no it was a proper sarkari meeting sarkari thing mm. so they were trying to sarkari figure out how sir. to basically uh, prevent migrant laborers from getting abused so like literally three bureaucrats got up and bole aadhar card laga do matlab get the aadhar card so they'll be tracked and this, this is like this is like manmohan singh now when i remember that time also i th- I don't know, I wrote in a piece that when the only tool you have is a hammer every problem looks like a nail all he had was economics so right. for him every solution was an economic solution even if it had to with justice and courts and basic you know human values no economics privatize it and it will get fixed privatize yeah. it and it will get fixed it's i mean it's a very typical uh, but just yeah. one thing what about surveillance did they say anything about surveillance so on aadhar so they said clearly that aadhar is not enabling surveillance because it collects minimal information according to the supreme court and there are enough safeguards in place and then they have given like a whole brief on how data protection is going to protect us all and they've given a whole brief of the draft bill that is coming up and shri krishna committee ke reports se copy paste kar diya pura sab kuch so um, just can i add just one small course, quick thing you know the money bill thing one thing was section 56 where they spoke about in the aadhar in the bill itself where they spoke about private parties being uh, oh, facilitated that one more important right. thing yeah. so that that section was read down hmm. but the problem is people are looking at it like oh okay so this section would have was because it when it de- you're dealing with private parties you're de- telling what banks are suppo- uh, telling banks what they are allowed to do you're telling phone companies what they are allowed to do so how could it be a money bill right yeah. so people are looking at it like okay they've read this section down now it's okay it's not okay the problem is this section was there in this bill when it was passed through yeah. parliament in this manner hmm. it's like i fraudulently get into a contract with abhinandan hmm. and then when i get into that contract with him all right later on when we abhinandan goes to court and says look he used fraud to get into this contract with me and then the court says i'm just going to strike out those provisions of the contract 
all right which abhinandan would have had a problem with abhinandan says no hang on con- it was fraud is, i have uh, a problem with this contract <laughs> <yeah>. just <laughs> go back scrap it all let's start from the beginning so that's that a is, problematic that's very procedure. actually good way of and you know the summary of this judgment would be and the reason why there are people have been watching news coverage also they're calling it a balanced judgment you know where private parties have been trying to do too much of balancing in their all their judgments but that's here i think the mo- main problem is all these uh, you know basically elite who were getting like irritated are kitne messages aa rahe hai bank ko link karo ye wo like mummy dekho message aa raha hai phone ko link karne ke liye etc those have been placated now the poor they still have to get aadhar unko koi relief exactly. nahi hai exactly 100% that's yeah. a huge problem even we have to file it returns we have to file so everybody has to but, but like for everybody for the basic needs you know for sure. food and all yeah. of that they still uh, stuck to yeah absolutely so do watch out for you know megnats piece on this So now, before we move on to the other subjects, I want to start off with this very spirited email from a subscriber and critic, Kritika Pandey. Must be related Ooh, to this Pandey. Is she a Kumauni Pandey? Uh, Kritika, are you Kumauni Pandey? Our very parochial uh, journalist here wants to know. Are you Kumauni Pandey? You keep doing Punjabi, balle balle. You are not parochial. I no. just mentioned Kumauni, and I have become parochial. He is a racist <laughs> and feminist. I mean, not uh, sexist the, the, and ageist. No, I'm just. And I'm, he is left. No, no. This email has accused me, ac- accused me of being too patronizing. So here's here goes. Hi, news on the team. I still haven't recovered from Abhinandan's comment about the sexual harassment case between a PhD student and his abusive advisor, and he's already fucking up again. I was disappointed to hear him pronounce Dinkar sexist as Anand read just a few verses of the poet's work. Anand rightly pointed out that Abhinandan has not even read the work to be making such a sweeping statement, but Abhinandan replied by saying something about how Urvashi has made a trophy etc etc et and then Hafta was over without Anand getting anything to say. This is the worst you possible way. You always treat Anand badly. Dude, we were winding up, he wanted to read a few lines. Those lines were sexist and I said they were. It's as simple as that. A Kritika C, while you are accusing me of making a broad generalization, I would like to point out I did not say Dinkar is sexist. I said those lines were sexist and I stick by that. Maybe the entire poem in its inter- entirety isn't. You can say I said a stupid thing, but if you say I'm stupid, then you have to know me well enough to say I'm stupid. I haven't read any of Dinkar's work, so I can't say he's sexist. But yes, those lines were sexist and those two are very different things secondly good literature is never morally self righteous wrong again it can be and it cannot be morally self righteousness moral self has nothing to do with being good or bad literature uh, as manto has pointed out actually i just watched the film we have literature because academicians couldn't solve all our problems with their grand theories and an inability to engage with the real world i haven't read the work of dinkar that anand recommended but i will say that when apartheid was ending in south africa and all kinds of patronizing stories and poems are being written about black people i can't pronounce this name but i spelt as nijabulo simakhale simakale nibedilimli a black man wrote a story <laughs> i can't i i don't it it is n d e b e l e how do you pronounce that nibedilli i resent this why you pronounce it a bbc anchor person was fired because he most anchors are told to check the pronunciation of any name before they go on and he was supposed to say ramakrishnan and instead of saying ramakrishnan he said rama i can't pronounce the hair whatever it is hmm. and he was fired so was, you should I, try it there's this journalist but first of all no uh, you know i have a problem with session who said 11 i i disagree if you can't pronounce it you can't pronounce it balls i don't have to i mean i don't i can't pronounce the french words that so often people write we noticed so i don't like so many people samiksha how many people can pronounce samiksha you told me in aaj tak people couldn't pronounce z aaj tak 
A black man wrote a story where the protagonist, a black man too, cheats on his wife and rapes his student. When questioned why he created such a monstrous character, his response was that he was sick of seeing black people being dehumanized in patronizing works of literature. I'm sorry to say this, but Abhinandan's comment these days make me feel like his attitude towards women is downright patronizing. So much for his frequent usage of the phrase extreme wokeness. It doesn't make him look smart to call out apparent sexism in a work of literature when he hasn't even read it. You keep saying that I don't have to read it. The five lines that were recited were sexist. It just tells us that he's instrumentalizing issues of feminism to try to look smart. I mean, it really say that a man cannot be sexually abused by a woman? And does he think he is doing us women a favor by taking that stand? If a man cannot humanize women and allow them to have human flaws and engage with those flaws just as he engages with the many flaws of men, then he cannot be a feminist. Having flaws and making mistakes is a privilege. In case it wasn't already clear, and being accepted or rejected with those flaws is too. I hope I don't hear Abhinandan exploiting the serious and very complex issue of sexism and misogyny and sexual abuse in the future to paint a certain image of himself. Thank God for Anand and Manisha who call his bullshit, although maybe not enough. I'm a subscriber and his criticism comes from a place of, and this criticism comes from a place of love. I literally went to bed and woke up just to write this fail because I have faith in News Laundry Abhinandan and living in the States, News Laundry is the closest I come to feeling at home every week. Keep up the mostly good Yay. work. Best, Kritika. Well Thank done. You, Kritika. It's a great letter. Take the criticism well. No, it's a very well. good letter. It's, it's a, a very, very good, good letter. letter. But I, I have to agree with it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to agree with yeah, it. I'm just saying. You can do no, Chintan. I can do Atma Chintan. But do some I, I still, I, I remember there was an episode of Picket Fences uh, where this, uh, do you remember that show Picket Fences? Yeah, yeah. It was a fantastic yeah. show and they, you know, deal with, and it always ended with the court scene and they deal with the really, and I remember it ended with the court scene of this woman, man who has accused this woman of rape. Man accuses a woman, woman of, of rape. rape. And Is that whole, possible? I don't know. Kritika says, okay, she's not saying There's rape, but sexual, the word she uses, I said, a man cannot be sexually abused by a woman. And I really think so. I mean, I'm not trying to be extreme woke and A, I don't think women are flaw, without flaw at all. If I thought so, I'd be married to no, one. they can be sexually <laughs> harassed. They can be sexually harassed, as in that movie, um, Disclosure. Disclosure. Hmm. They can be sexually harassed, but whether they can be raped is another story. Yeah, I'm not worried. But even in the harassment, what I said was that in the case we were discussing, she'd call him, where are you? Who are you with? Why aren't you back home? What are you doing? You know, she was just obsessive. So that is... No, no, this was that university professor. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. So she would... That was harassment, yeah. Would, so it was harassment, but was it... For sure. Sexual harassment is what my question no, it is. was sexual. Specifically, wh what she's doing... You know, many uh, directors do to the ADs. There is no sexual nature to it. You know, he expects the AD to be at his beck and call and not have a life. All I'm saying is, I think in the whole Me Too thing, and Kritika, I'm not doing women a favor. In fact, on this, I was ticked off by women. DJ was here at the time when I said that you just cannot take a woman's word because she said something. Because there have been cases because of that case in Thesisari court where this guy did the sting operation where she had accused him of rape and outside court she was saying you pay me and I'll take the rape case back. He recorded the sting and Arch the carried it. So on the contrary, I have also said that but I don't know, what do you think? Do you think a man can be sexually harassed by a woman or, or abused, sorry, sexually abused by a woman? 
If she's I'm, his boss, if she's his boss, yeah. Yeah, she's a professor in this particular. She's there, his and PhD professor. There is an element of power involved. There, there is an yeah. element. Yeah. There is harassment. Uh, anyway, anyway, uh, I mean, sexual or not? I don't know the. I don't know the content, so hmm. I don't know what exactly happened. I don't know this the lines of the story. Do you remember that case that became big? Recent in the Me New Too York thing? Times piece about a lesbian professor who was a very big champion of Me Too. Harassing her student. Ah, I don't know it's about. I don't know too much about that, so I don't want to comment because. But Kritika, honestly, thank you so much for your very articulate letter. I think it's very well written. I shall think about what you said, but yeah, I didn't say Dinkar is sexist. Those lines of Dinkar's definitely were, and I would say I'll take them to ten people and ask them what they think. You take those lines to ten people and ask them what they think, and we'll compare notes. But thanks for email. Thanks for your subscription. Thank you for your support. Really appreciate it, and thank you for kicking my ass every now and then, so that we don't get too fucking big for our boots. We can help with that, Manisha. No, Manisha, that's the same. Yeah, yeah. The other day, the other day, someone dropped something in the kitchen. So I looked at her. I'm just standing. Someone has dropped sabzi. I look. She looks at me. It's because of your negativity that all this. What the? F- <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> that. Not sabzi, Mary. Not the camera. You're making this up. I, I, I just happened to in observe. our office. Yeah, there's a woman who said this to you. Yeah, she's sitting here. I, there's a context to it because every time, whenever he's around us, things fall because he's expecting things to fall. So like, <laughs> it's my fault. Someone because, drops. Because a- then he wants to take us off. Ki, look, you're so clumsy and you don't know to do. So it is just a Murphy's law. Totally, he's got an aura him. which makes everything. I have fall. willed. I have it. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so moving swiftly on. In case, in case our guest is thinking, "Come on, why did you call me?" No, no, no. I was thinking. He's also a green case. Ki aura hai see, see, his negative aura is creating. Even with our guest, has yes. some shame. Guest ki upar bhi negative aura dal raha. Okay, so now, um, okay, tell me, Rishi, who is winning the perception battle in the Rafale deal? <laughs> you know, I. So the Rafale deal, there are two things. One thing is the Rafale in the. Call it Rafale. I'm going to start Rafale. calling it Rafale now. Rafale. Sure. Rafale is coming like completely. Faltu. Rafale ghum rahi hai. That's the new one. Rafale ghum. Not the giggles. Okay, don't giggle into the mic. Please carry on, Rishi. Uh, so no, I mean one thing was one thing that I thought was that you know the very reductive saying "chor ki dari mein tinka." You know, with this government, it's like it's you don't know about chor or not, hmm. but there's always dari mein tinka hmm. because they just get really. Because everyone's got a bloody dari, man. No, that's one thing definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, they just get really riled up. So they start acting so weird when you ask them questions that whether something is right or something is wrong, you immediately start feeling there's something. wrong out here but the other thing that i was thinking about in terms of perception battle and i was thinking about this the other day that is rafal rafali whatever is it really as big as before i don't think it is and i think it's interesting actually when you look at the when you look at the statement that the that modi made that the prime minister made when he talks about this whole international conspiracy thing it reminded me of surgical strikes and the reaction to surgical strikes so in fact you find this government not shying away from controversy not trying to quell a controversy you know abhijit ayer mitra i think wrote this piece where mm. he spoke about that you know even if certain things are secret right are bound by secrecy you could call a closed door meeting of the leaders of opposition and have enlightened sure. them about the facts let's yeah. say nu- you wanted to use like these joint jets. parliamentary committee they're asking for mm. exactly you wanted to use these jets for a nuclear platform and you think france is uncomfortable with talking about this so you don't want to make a public announcement tum ek closed door meeting karke you show everything mm. but they're not doing those things so it makes you think about whether This is actually a government or a political party that, when faced with a controversy, they believe in spinning it. 
instead mm. of quelling it. Whether the controversy is founded or not founded is another question. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they are making it this national anti-national thing again. It has become a big deal. I mean, it it I would have thought it would have gone away. It's become big. But you know, I think I agree with you. It's not as big as Bofors, but I don't think that's because the scam may or may not be as big as Bofors. It's because we live in an age where we're desensitized with scams. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the media coverage. Like yeah, at that time, perhaps Madhu would be able to tell us better, but perhaps the media coverage from whatever I remember at that time was such that, you know, you had the Ram Jaitmalani's 10 questions in Indian Express. Mm. You had only so much of media and all of the content was around Bofors. Here you have a lot of other things being covered exactly. as well. So this is one of the things. Yeah. So Manisha, who's winning the perception I, battle? I do think this Anil Ambani angle will damage them a little bit because Holon has said that we had no say and the government has still not denied it. They haven't said he's lying. They've just said that uh, the salt has every right to choose its offset partner. They haven't yet denied it. So obviously, and this whole crony capitalism, it's anyway, you know, the suit boot sarkar and going against your own make in India sort of uh, motto where... You are saying that HAL has no capacity, and but what capacity does Anil Ambani's defense uh, venture hmm, have? Venture. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the, the cronyism, I before. think people will, I think the cronyism will be questioned at least. For me, right. that is the bigger problem. Yeah, Anil Ambani getting it is like uh, what they gave that university. Excellence before it's even formed. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, two things. One is, I was, I was uh, last week I was in an auto and I was going to going going to some place and uh, we were stuck in traffic and I was talking to my friend and we started a conversation with the auto ally and he was like, you know, why don't you like Modi? And, you know, because we were talking and he's like, you look like people who don't like Modi. So he's like, Cause you have correct a beard. observation. But then, you know, that's not the point. So we were talking and he was trying to explain that, you know, it's so good. He's one man who will do everything good. Some scooter guy was passing side me. He was hearing us. He was like, Rafael ke bare mein sunne ho tum? Rafael ke bare mein, you know, yeah, aisa hua, aisa hua, itne sare jet kari de, ye jo soldier ko paisa jana chahiye, wo ambani ke pas jara, aapko pata hai ye sab, to autoval bala, hai kuch sunna hai, humne, and I was like, okay. Wow, so it's has gone. Yeah. Yeah, this is why I love India, this is what happens. Yeah. And then, everybody the and his brothers is, in the case. Yeah. And the other thing is that, you know, the perception battle, the discourse is so low. It's like 10-year-olds uh, fighting in school. Yeah. Like, you're chore, you're a khandan chore. You're ah. a khandan chore plus 100. You're a khandan chore plus 100 plus you say one more. With no returns. <laughs> With no returns. We're international <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> so the scooter wala and the other guy had a more intellectual argument Absolutely. than the exactly. than the media. So, Madhu, Sorry. The, the thing is, when, when you have to sort of see who is winning the perception battle, uh, I think the people are also looking at these people and thinking how stupid they are. I, I genuinely feel this. Yeah. No, I, you're it, absolutely right. I think people are sick of the, 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 yeah? the, the caliber of debate. But Madhu, who's winning the perception battle? Before that, listeners, I won't go into what the context of this is because you've discussed Rafali with a different pronunciation earlier. <laughs> Conversations where the I guests knew how to pronounce it. <laughs> when Hartosh came and they've done a full cover story of how this offsets are basically the spare parts or not the spare parts, the other parts of the fighter jet will be made in India, then they'll be sent there, they'll be assembled there. So that's the context. And uh, Mr. Anil Ambani's company, which is has no experience in this, got the contract. So that is, and you can read more about this. But Madhu, who's winning the perception battle? No one. No one. No exactly. one. No, no one. one. They're both losing. You Every, think Congress as well? Yes, sub they, they, but Congress has less to lose because they're not in power. 
No, but that's not the point because the way they're going about it also is not as if they're winning the uh, perception battle. It's it's really like they don't have enough documentation. It's all illusion. It's all accusation. But it's not enough. Clearly, it's not enough. It's not a hard fact sort of uh, spin or any statement that you can say that definitely that there's something wrong. It's suspicious. Uh, what about... Uh, Definitely. No, but what about Prashant Bhushan and crowd hmm. who are sort of making the same accusations over or less? Do you think they are right or is the Congress just riding on them? You know, there is this like, thing, like I'm reading Kapil Sibyl's book, which is... Um, is it in verse? Like the Golden Gate? You could say that. Um, <laughs> or but is it verse? It is much worse. <laughs> so... Um, what were we saying? No, I'm saying Prashant no, Bhushan. Yeah. You know, there is like, I brought up Kapil's book. I'm reading Kapil's book and according to him, his facts, he's putting them out. And with Prashant Bhushan, he puts out facts like that. Now, it has become so colored that depending on who you're listening to or who is speaking, that person... I would dismiss right away because I know that that person is excluding a large amount of facts that don't work for him. And that is what most lawyers do. They will cherry pick the facts and put it in and this is what I find all the all the lawyers in politics have a master spin attitude where they can represent their client by the best mm -hmm. because they have the skill of removing all the facts that do not serve their purpose yeah but and that's their truth that's but true. it isn't but yeah I think for this you just have to have enough facts to show that there was some shady business happened and Anil Ambani is being yeah. needlessly you know, recapitalized hmm. after he has a debt of it was a lakh cro thousand crores. Now it's in the. I think it's more than forty-two thousand crores. Forty-two thousand last I checked. So I think now it's more. It's yeah, he's got more debt. So, uh, but one thing that during uh, our days in the India against corruption movement, because that's when you're getting you know used to the you're getting trashed in the media. When you're losing the perception battle, you used to you used to change our spokespersons. If these are the three people appearing. We're getting trounced. You need three fresh faces because. When these people defend again, we're going to go down. Ah. The fact, and that was a basic formula. For those of you listening, that's a basic formula for when you're engaging in mass communication. When your perception battle is, you're losing it, you change your spokesperson. You change the faces who are giving you that bullshit. Is the that fact, why the ministers keep changing? The fact that this government changes <laughs> two spokespersons a day from the defense minister, the finance minister, the agriculture minister, means they themselves are rattled. The moment spokespersons on an issue change, you should know that that party knows they're losing the perception battle. So I have an important announcement to make people uh, before we move on to the next subject. This Gandhi Jayanti on our dearest Bapu's birthday, News Laundry Hindi and all of us are hosting a discussion at the India Islamic Center in near Lodi Estate or it's on Lodi Road. It's at 6 p.m. in the evening. Uh, it's open for subscribers only. If you become a subscriber, you can also come. There will be a conversation hosted by uh, the uh, the moderator is Nagma Seher from NDTV. It's a conversation between Kumar Prashant, who heads the Gandhi Peace Foundation, and Ajay Padhyay, who is the leader of the Swadeshi Jagran Manch. And the subject we'll be discussing is Bapu's nationalism as opposed to the RSS nationalism. How similar and dissimilar is it? It is a Hindi conversation. Uh, I'm sure there's lots we'll all learn. So I suggest you be there and come and say hi. And we'll also give you tea and biscuits, I think, if budget allows. So yeah, come. And also, this coming Saturday, because our last interaction with our subscribers was ha happened in the middle of a day, our NRI subscribers said that this time doesn't suit us. It's in the middle of the night for us. So this Saturday, we are all coming to office. Yes, 
this Saturday we're all coming to office so that you can question us and we'll give you the answers in real time on chat box at 10 a.m. coming Saturday, 10 a.m. India Standard Time. So thank you for making us wake up on Saturday and come to answer your questions. But when the public pays, you have to answer the public's questions, the subscribers. Okay, moving on. Now the next issue is the kind of speeches Mr. Amit Shah makes. He, you know, typically, I can't imagine him saying anything gentle. Ki, mein bahar hai, hai. Tumka se na, 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 na. I can't imagine him saying anything. It is like, tum makhi ho, ho. Tum sala refugee ho, ho. Tum dimak ho, ho. No. I can never imagine saying anything nice and lovely and beautiful. So he just made a speech where he says, Bangladeshi migrants are like, Termites. And of course, I don't know how true this is, but he gave a rather inflated figure of the amount of... Crore. Uh, he said a crore. Crore. No, no. So Indian Express got it wrong. The headline said 100 crores of Bangladeshi. He just said crore. Crore of Bangladeshi. Yeah. So crore, not a crore, crore. But I, which is also... Which, yeah, it, uh, then it's a flight lakh. of an imagination. Yeah, but... T lakh was the exclusion... سنگ مور پیلیٹیبل ٹو آل آف اس بائی اینڈ آئی تھنک دیٹس اے ویری بالزی تھنگ ٹو ڈو ہی از گیٹنگ لاڈ آف کرٹیزم فار اٹ بٹ آئی تھنک اٹس ایز بالزی فار ہم ٹو ریجیکٹ مینی آف گرو گول بالکرز ٹیچنگز ایز اٹ واز فار دا پوپ ٹو سی دیٹ ہومو سیکچولیٹی اسکول ہے یو نو وی دیر آلسو یو نو اٹس ناٹ اے سین دیر ایز گڈ بیڈ ایز دا ریسٹ آف اس بٹ اینی وے سو آئی تھنک ان اے ڈے اینڈ ایج ویئر موہن بھاگوت سیمز لائک اے سافٹر سائڈ آف مودی Number two is obviously the problem with a speech like this because now it's coming from Amsha who's the head of the BJP which is the party that's controlling the government is it makes you think you know if Nigel Farage had made a speech like this mm. in the UK Nigel Farage makes really wild speeches mm. but about uh, calling immigrants termites you know his own party however bigoted they are would have had very big problems with them yeah so it makes you think about the sort of the fact that the speech is coming from someone who is de facto right now a very tall leader what kind of a national image do you get you know this is i mean you know we are calling we are calling immigrants illegal immigrants you might call them we are calling them termites mm. you know that sort of a thing and the third thing is that so this bit is more of a i mean it's more of a personal comment because so i'm a bengali and my family is from assam Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, we've been, my family's been there for a very long time. And uh, I've grown up hearing stories that, you know, things that my parent and my father and my uh, my aunts had to go through during this whole, uh, it's very famous, the whole uh, conflict between Bengalis settled in Assam and Assamese people. 
and there were riots pasha andolon this like samrat had also mentioned this cuz he's also a bengali who's right, in right, as yeah, yeah, yeah. he had spoken about right. how it was difficult exactly so it was and it was quite crazy i mean you know i've heard stories of uh, my family sitting and some asking somebody to lock the door from outside and a whole mob arriving and then saying that you know do you think they've run away and these guys are trying to just hold their breath because mm-hmm. they'll be massacred otherwise another very horrific tales the fact is that assam is a state that has had a history of this this is not a hindu muslim thing it was a bengali asmis thing right. but there is a history of tensions in the state right to the risk of such a thing creating a national narrative on this is the fact that if not now in 2 years in 5 years and a lot of that has been forgotten now things have be- had become smoothened out to revoke those tensions is very problematic and dangerous that i'm speaking specifically for assam hmm. the rest of it is of course polarization I mean. and i think what you say about amisha it's so true i i think that you know there's a even um, the great gatsby there was like this and there was this one dialogue where i think the protagonist i forgotten his name where he tells gatsby you're better than all of them like um so i remember daisy's husband who's this rich you know ivy league educated they, they they're the rich and gatsby's uh-huh. this upstart so they have this way that do things will always work out for us and they do like you know gatsby gets killed and all that and, and daisy's and his life carries on i think like the congress while maybe morally they were not any better or worse they had this entitlement that you power will come back to us we don't have to be so desperate to cling on to it the thing with amit shah i think and amodi is that dude they are so desperate to cling on to it the kind of things that they say whether it is on foreign relations whether it is trashing india on foreign land whether it is pitching them against everyone against them is with pakistan i mean what a thing to say that pakistan mein patake phootenge agar you know ye jeet gaya that means everybody doesn't agree with them is pakistani that level of rhetoric and desperation is of someone who's just got power and is so desperate to keep it that they'll do and say anything otherwise you're right the kind of things that he said and nigel faraj would have been ticked off in his country here no one has the guts to say chew to amit shah yeah anisha no i think in fact we should play the clip just you have to hear him say it delhi ke andar ye avaid ghuspetiye hai isse pareshani hai ya nahi hai batao zara zor se bolo piche tak pareshani hai ya nahi hai ek ghuspetiye ko nikalna chahiye ya nahi nikalna chahiye देश में करोड़ों की संख्या में घुसपैठिए घुसे हुए हैं दिमक की तरह चाट गए हैं देश के भविष्य को उनको उखाड़ फेंकना चाहिए या नहीं उखाड़ फेंकना चाहिए इट इज रियली डिस्गस्टिंग एंड यू यूर नॉट सेइंग बांग्लादेश असम बॉर्डर्स यू सेइंग दिल्ली में घुसपैठियों की प्रॉब्लम है दिल्ली में दिल्ली में कहां घुसपैठियों की प्रॉब्लम है दिमक की तरह देश का भविष्य चाट गए इज इट रियली ट्रू आई मीन इज are they really chartering desh ka bhavishya mm. but the, my fear is that when you actually speak to i mean i have some friends who not journalists and all who there is a perception though that there, there are bangladeshis that mm. somehow all the crime is because there's bangladeshis that these slums are full of bangladeshis in fact when there was a murder of a doctor i remember over you know there was some some fight with the guys who were living in delhi mein in fact i put the link there there were so many people who started saying actually the guys who murdered they're from this colony and this colony is full of bangladeshis and when you go there there are actually muslims from up and bihar hmm. so you're just every muslim you'll just say bangladeshi hai. and he is talking to that crowd and that crowd does believe that bangladeshis are a problem otherwise in delhi where, what i mean what is the bangladeshi problem in delhi i can still understand border areas or assam i mean at least there's some history of some you know people coming yeah madhu your about the bangladeshis about amitsha's speech um whether he can speak gently <laughs> <laughs> and and he's, this whole uh, he's a gunda when his, you hear his, his dimak thing, thing. Gunda talk 
his the arvin kejriwal has tried for calling cops at hulla you use gunda and you watch you'll be hauled up in court also kaise bol diya gunda no what strikes me is uh beep it out amicha's speech on this issue hmm. on the bangladeshi immigrants resounds with statements made by trump and some leaders in europe as well hmm. on the immigration issue so this immigration issue is universal in the sense that it's people are facing it in many countries so if the uh, indian people who get a hard on when they hear this issue they sh- if they can't take a look at themselves they should just see the kind of people in america who like this issue you're basically a reflection of them no it's not only that it's like when bangladesh was formed hmm. the issue that indira gandhi made was why she was why there was a war was that 3 million bangladeshis have come in why should a country tolerate that Mm. and they're being slaughtered in bangladesh what is now bangladesh at that time east pakistan and she gave it as a validation and a, as a valid excuse that we have to go to war with a country who's sending that many immigrants in which gives you know i mean this is a it sort of resounds in the world world stage right now and what is happening because immigration is the one of the biggest issues mm. facing europe and america polarization mm. right no but you know i'm i agree completely and i agree that in fact this is an issue it's an issue that has to be debated and you know when people are coming into the country from outside you know how do you debate this issue how do you figure out this thing about citizenship who is a citizen who is not a citizen the problem was is the kind of the kind of uh, how does one use the tenor the language that one attributes to it so once you use a word like Deemak. it's like Deemak. it's like using badla for Muzaffarnagar. Yeah. Once you use those words, but there are catchwords. The polarization the escalates onto another level altogether. Then it, like you're legitimizing the, the sort of treatment that can be meted out. Okay, yeah. sorry, I need to move on to the next subject. You have someone to add quickly yeah, so before I move on. What Manisha said exactly, but uh, you know, in Delhi, he said this, right? So he might not be able to say it, say in Assam or something. But my pro- point is, you know, I think it's time to uh, stop calling out people when they make Nazi comparisons with him. you know because this is the exact language that hitler and gobels yeah. had used they called the jews termites, termites exactly to reduce them into yeah, insects yeah. You dehumanize so that you them that's yeah, dehumanizing them, yeah. them is better and they've used final solution and that is what it's used for polarizing yeah sure. so i have another email uh, in fact i'll just quickly read two we have a bunch of emails this week so this is rohit bhat 200 odd words rohit says i've been a paid subscriber of news only for a while and really love it from nl hafta to the awful and awesome and nuisance This email is in regards to Hafta 186, where a subscriber emailed you regarding the quality of material not being up to the mark these days. The email was written in epic Hindi. Yes, I remember that, Rohit. I agree with her on that, and also that I would love to hear more from Manisha on it. Sometimes I feel she gets relegated to the background. Is that true, Manisha? Never mind. I don't want him to know. You get so much hate mail for that. I'll get so much hate. <laughs> I also agree with her that Netflix shouldn't be recommended just because it's commercial doesn't mean it's accessible. There is a plethora of content on Netflix begging to be found and seen. Final hafta I think documentaries are a great recommendation and Netflix have pl- has plenty of those. Oh so at least he's saying that Netflix is okay. So sh- he's saying you can net- you said Netflix should not be no, recommended. No 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 it was a letter no that we got from oh, this. Oh I see okay. She said don't be so lazy to like start. On a side note reporters are orders has become so good with Cherry Agarwal at its helm. Yo Cherry good job. Even though you drop subzi, I know Abhinandan and team will bring back Hafta to its original glory. A small recommendation from me: Dirty Money on Netflix, with episodes on the Volkswagen and Valiant being the best. I think I recommended it long ago, didn't I? But thanks, Rohit. A great Valiant. Book. Valiant. Valiant. Okay. I'm be Holland, Valiant. So, 
and a great book to read is sapiens by yuval noah harari which oh. is an out of body observation and critique of mankind and evolution i've i've recommended this book to you oh you have yeah I you haven't, haven't read it no to know. he doesn't I was... take my recommendations no i will yeah there's just yeah. so many books <laughs> that i still have to catch up on yeah. but i will definitely and one more quick email this is from nikam and rahul pandey haven't forgotten your mail i will leave it for the end because it's 1000 words i won't read the whole thing but we'll publish it as an article he's a doctor he is one of our fiercest critics and strongest supporters which is why i love rahul he kicks ass but makes sure he supports us continues to support us uh, and he's a doctor i think he's pr- practicing in singapore from the wrong so the next email this email is from nikam nikam says hello people of nl i have been a long time listener and subscriber i appreciate how news laundry has stayed true to its values while i understand hafta is a news media critique podcast but like many others nl hafta serves as my source of news a suggestion to get away from such a situation would be to start a short biweekly podcast that gives a round up of the news one thing i always admire about hafta is the diversity of opinion but of late it sounds more like an echo chamber I understand the struggle of getting new guests every week given the policies of their organizations but you must find a way around this. Can you have an arrangement with other news organization like Wire, Scroll or Swarajya where you can appear on each other's podcast? Just a wild thought. Kiros to Karthik Nijhavan, Anil Kumar and Satish Kumar and also Parikshit who you've missed out Pranay for getting through all the gyanbazi that goes on the Hafta and still delivering the podcast every week. PS I know I don't know the importance or impact but Cyrus Brocha called Abhinandan a handsome man on his podcast Cyrus says Pranay Thanks Pranay I haven't heard this podcast send me the link it's always Cyrus called you a handsome man Why do you sound so surprised <laughs> <laughs> Cyrus called you a handsome man Impossible Kal Suraj West se hoga Cyrus has lost his eyesight <laughs> Dear god huh? Yeah, I guess he did I don't know I just read out the mail Manisha I mean I, I don't know <laughs> and Gautam Moharil writes thanks for a great show I like all the regulars like Anand Madhu Manisha and Abhinandan I cannot say the same about some of your guests this is a news analysis podcast and everyone should stick to analyzing the week's news and not general debate and hypothesis I love Anand Vardhan and his varied points of view are fantastic even his recommendations are great so kindly request your guests to stick to the point and edit their comments where they stay when they stray from the topic every week there is a story about some journalist or the other though there are stories about your own brethren and are very important to you i don't know if they are the most utpo- of the most utmost importance for the common people kindly check and evaluate the inclusion of such stories on lighter note the awful and awesome podcast is the most fun i ever i have every week the casual banter is hilarious thank you vinod rashri love gautam thanks gautam Thanks Pranay thank you all for your support and criticism uh, just one thing why we discuss issues related to journalism is because while we call ourselves news laundry and we call out you know good work bad work our core is looking at how journalism is kind of treated so whenever journalist is arrested it's a big story for us that's how we discuss it but i don't know maybe we should start a podcast no, which only i think the last letter is what what the person was saying was that you should stick to that and not you know debating other issues is what the no, letter no, he said he says you should also stick to what we are talking about but he says don't talk so much about those are two separate issues he okay. was saying okay so okay i want to now ask you a question rishi tell me there was a case and i think i may be in a minority here the supreme court there was a case in front of them that those people so far the law is that if you've been convicted of a crime you cannot contest election there was a petition that even if you are being tried if you're under trial at the charge sheet stage at the filing of you know framing of charges stage for heinous crimes you should not be allowed to contest election and the supreme court said this is in the domain of the parliament, parliament. they should by the law they have said you can contest elections even if a, and everyone you know went at the supreme court i think that is a right judgment i just want to know what you think uh, that's a context people 
I hope you understood it. The Supreme Court said even if you're an under trial for a heinous crime like murder, rape, kidnapping, you can still contest election. The only time you can't contest is once you have been convicted. You know, politically in India, and this is something that most people here will know, there's a whole culture of filing false cases on mm-hmm. political opposition. So in such a scenario, if you say that the moment somebody is charged with a crime, they are immediately, they cannot uh, stand. And that is a real problem, yeah. It's a real problem, uh, I mean, even in terms of democracy, because everybody does file. That's the first thing your opposition does nowadays. Mm. On the ground, that is what one will see. I think one third of all our MPs have criminal charges against them right now. And quite a lot of them heinous criminal charges. Because you, it's not, it doesn't take too much to move wheels of administration and file something against an opposition leader. Sure, sure. So, um, Manisha? No, I'd agree with him. My but God. yeah, I mean, when it comes to crimes against women, I really think there should be some things. Like rape, molestation, stuff like this. There should be some sort of deterrent or some sort of fear, uh, you know, that even if you're accused of something like this, you'd lose your power to sort of contest elections. Emotionally, I'd feel that. But like he said, that you could have so many false cases. Mostly these in, are vindictive cases yeah, that are filed against people. It's very dangerous for democracy, yeah. right? Yeah. Madhu, do you want to weigh in on this? See, the amount of cases that go wrong, that people are tried unfairly or even brought in unfairly, and it has now come out all over the world that cases that they now examine with the DNA evidence, that there are people who've gone to jail for 20 years, 30 years, and they're not guilty. So I think this is a very precarious sort of thing. But as far as our uh, MLAs and, and people who stand for election, I think we have to be pretty strict on this because there are just too many too many criminals in parliament. So you think they should be stopped yes. from contesting? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, so because we're not sending them, uh, it's not a death warrant, but it's simply protecting the electorate. But, but there's so many people, so many, for example, look at the ARP, like out of 13 cases, 12 have been dismissed. I mean, some are still on. You know, you, they, when the when you have the police under you, the, the ruling government can... That's true. That's true. That's what, true. How you can file false cases. Exactly. Murder no. and rape, right? That would be well, a heinous no, crime. I think writing. On no, writing is not heinous. Everyone's... Unlawful assembly and writing to everyone's accused of. Mm-hmm. Heinous crimes, I think, maybe like... No, so those that I think that heinous crime, that falls in the media. Yeah. It really is up to journalists to... to highlight if there is it. an MLA standing, I mean... It does not happen enough. It exactly. should happen it should ha- The media should take on a drive. Various media organizations, there's an MP and an MLA. They have charges against them. Rape Let charges. them investigate so and put it out. Fact, what is serious, what is not serious. You know. Every time the name is taken, it should we be... We are the fourth you know, pillar. Rape accused who is being tried for rape. In fact, there was one of the suggestions was that every ad that these people take out should have that these are the cases that I'm being tried accused for. for. So you accused, can contest yeah. election, but each time you print a poster of yours, you should say, not accused. Huh? Accused, accused this is the yeah. trial... I'm being tried for rape or murder. That and then he gets of, more votes. I don't know if he'll get more votes, but that that's the kind of... While, but I understand the sentiment and the popular sentiment that how angry people are that you have criminals coming. But at the same time, balance it out. Anyway, anything you want to add on that, Madhu? No, that's it. Okay. Just there's a nice book on, called Does Crime Pay by Milan Vaishnav, which mm-hmm. I think was released two years back or so. It's on criminals and politics. That's an interesting book to read in this context. And in which he also concludes that a lot of people vote for criminals because they are murderers. Because you like to have the Don taken care of. You would yeah. might as well have him be the MLA. And he says... Like the Bahubali's... Exactly. Of, yeah. and like Chetan Bhagat said, you make the naughtiest boy in class the monitor and monitor. you see how everything becomes... Yeah, exactly. So the only way he says that the problem... The only one way to resolve this problem is policing. You don't have adequate police, especially in the rural areas. If you get that many that many that much of a police force they will be able to at least look into these crimes and see what is what 
Yeah, I mean, I think it. Um, yeah, it's just such a complicated. So we still have a few minutes before we wind up. So I have two issues that I just wanted people to give their view on. One is the female genital mutilation context case came up in the Supreme Court uh, that basically wanted female genital mutilation outlawed. We will be having a longer podcast on this, just exclusively on this, done by Gaurav. And the Supreme Court has recommended this to a five-judge bench, which I find shocking because this is you actually. It's a horrible thing that you're doing to another person's body and that to a child's. You really need and a five-judge five... bench is generally for constitutional rights, right? Yeah, it's a constitutional yeah. bench. Like so, the other thing was five judges. So you're saying it's like an it's a question of constitutional yeah, rights. Yeah, what they're saying is because it is a, a, a thing between right to practice your religion, which mm. is constitutional right, mm. and cutting off you know the whatever relevant parts of of a child is practicing your religion. So it's rather strange. Um, I mean, my freedom, your mm. freedom ends where my nose begins. Mm. And you know the, the problem with this also is that uh, when you have like something like you know assemble a five judge bench, right? It takes a while to hmm. assemble that five judge bench to have the hearing and to do it because Aadhaar took like three years, and the so hearing went on for a long time. Supreme Court bench filed contempt of court charges. It didn't take them two years. It took them five days. Yeah, less, against Madhu less than that, two days. Yeah, it's very true. They was they because we had done a report card on the High Court mm. judges. They thought they had heard that we are also going to do a report card on Supreme Court judges. So they moved within I think twenty four hours, forty eight hours. It was on. I was in court. Yeah. Yeah. So when they wanted it, can happen. Yeah, when it's affecting them, ja, apni khaloti hai. Ah, ho jata hai wo apne. Hmm. So and the second um, view I want Rishi, um, this Imran Khan. He was called Im the Dim. I think Salman Rushdie gave him that title, right? Im the Dim, Imran Im Khan. The Dim. Yeah. I don't remember the beginning of it, but yeah. he's been known as Im the Dim for forever. a long time. So yeah, I, and there's I was a lovely can- cartoon of him, uh, of him, uh, little Imran is standing on the feet of a big, huge army, the in Pakistani army, and he's saying, first you take one step, then I'll take two steps, then I'll take one step, then I'll take two steps, and I'm surprised actually that I find in many places I've been to since he became Prime Minister, that people are asking what I think is a very facetious and silly question, but they ask this question really seriously of Pakistanis, that do you think now there will be peace between Pakistan and India? With him, the dim coming in, he he's there because of the Pakistan army and the ISI. Yeah. So where does his you know, peace come in because him, the dim is there? So this is what he tweeted, disappointed at the arrogant and negative response by India to my call for his resumption of the peace dialogue. However, all my life I have come across small men occupying big offices who do not have the vision to see the larger picture. Unquote. So, of also, course... Fun fact, uh, Arnab used this tweet hmm. in one of his shows and said that that is proof that uh, Rahul Gandhi is being supported by Pakistan. Like Rahul, uh, Pakistan is campaigning How did against that India. That was Modi's implication too. That was Modi's yeah. implication too. That yeah. that, uh, he said that there are people in Pakistan. So I think that... See, Modi, Amit Bhai, Arnab Bhai. Same. <laughs> so, uh, no, but I think... Um, A, he's going down the Trump way. Because no matter whether you're a pseudo-secular, you're this, you're that... As the leader of a country, you don't say this. This is like saying termites to Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So imagine if Amit Shah was our prime minister. And on Twitter. And on Twitter. <laughs> and on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think there is no doubt that nothing of consequence is going to happen during this guy's time. 
But I will say, if he lasts for all his, and of course, I'm sure people say, "Oh, you free speech absolutist, you protector of democracy, and this that." I think, from the Indian point of view, the best India has had has been Musharraf. Mm. Okay. You get, you know, the answer to that is silence. No, but tell me, was Benazir better? She was bloody out to kick us more than anybody else because she had to prove her patriotism because bloody I'm ten times more than the yeah, others. Yeah, but he did it, didn't he? I mean, at least he tried to with Siachen. I mean, with the Kargil. Um, Kargil. Yeah, but yeah. once he became that that time, Narvaz was. But once he became the head, then he didn't try any fancy shit. No, he didn't. That time, the bloody Lahore bus started. Another point I want to bring thing, up. He came and watched matches. He said, "Dhoni, your hair is so nice." Vajpayee, the closest we got to any sort of dialogue, the whole Agra summit here yeah, was during his time. Yeah. The other thing is that I don't know if this is factual, but I did read that Nirmala Sitaraman on India TV said that it's not as if we haven't cut off Pakistani heads; we don't show them. Ha ha! She said that on a in a press conference that we also uh, do all this, which was really crass, and a lot of people kind of uh, ticked her off. That seems very amateurish. Yeah. Yeah, well, amateurish is the name of the game with this cabinet. Um, but on that note, I would like to wind up. Uh, please keep your recommendations ready. I would just like to remind our viewers, our listeners, that we have an event at the India Islamic Centre on Lodi Road on Gandhi Jayanti, the second of October, where we are going to be discussing RSS nationalism and Gandhi's nationalism. How similar or dissimilar was it? It will be moderated by Nagma Seher of NDTV, and there'll be Ajay Padhe of the. Sadeshi Jagran Manch and Kumar Prashant who heads the Gandhi Peace Foundation. We'll all be there. Subscribers, please come. Mufat Khurs, please subscribe and you can also come. All of you subscribers would have got this email in your inbox. So do let us know if you're coming because there is limited seating. So it's first come, first serve. So please block your seats if you want. What recommendations do we have, Madhu? Why don't you start by telling us what do you recommend? Uh, I would recommend this film, Detroit. By, made by the same woman who got the Oscar, uh, Catherine Bigelow. She got the Oscar for Hurt Locker. It really um, shows the situation for blacks in the 60s, uh, 66, 67, 68, when the civil rights movement was kind of giving way to, after these kinds of incidents, the Black Panther movement started which was far more aggressive. They were not polite anymore. They didn't wear suits and ties. They had blackberries and jeans and they gave the fist power salute and they were not going to take crap from the white man. But before all that happened, this film really explains how bad things were. And in Corollary, it made me think of the way the story plays. It could have been any poor person in India. Hmm. That when a rich man wants to get you, yeah. This is what they do. No it doesn't point. matter which caste or which whatever. Uh, it's This is the kind of story that happens in India every day to a poor person when, say, a factory owner wants to fix an employee. This is what they do. Detroit. And Detroit. It auto is, industry? It's to do the auto sorry? Industry. Is it to do the auto industry? Isn't that where the auto industry yeah, is? Yeah, that's where the auto industry mm. but it's got nothing to do with the auto industry. Okay. It's got to do with, with um, riots that took place in, in there weren't riots actually there was a protest uh, against the Vietnam War which was I mean you kids can't imagine how rife the world was about this issue about the Vietnam War and so there were these um, protests taking place in Chicago and uh, the police manhandled them and not manhandled started shooting and, and just running around crazily ki killing people and that kind of thing so the story is about some blacks caught in the crossfire or caught in this. And it is unbelievably scripted, beautifully edited, and it just keeps you gripped. Um, I think it's worth watching, especially when you have the knowledge of you know this happens in India even today. 
to poor people. So it's actually a story of people who are disempowered and the legal system, when it is slanted against you, when there are rich people accusing you, there's nothing you can do. Meghnad. Uh, so my, I have two recommendations. One is uh, a piece in the Atlantic, which is a warning from Europe. The worst is yet to come. This is a repeat. Which, I, which, yeah, which I've been just informed is that the same recommendation I'm giving. Try to keep up, Meghnad. <laughs> mm. Mm. I, I wasn't here last week, so I didn't know. Mm. Anyway, but but do read it. It's a lovely piece. So I'll re- repeat it. Okay. Anyway. Repeat recommendation. And uh, the second is this uh, documentary series which I've been addicted to called American Vandal. It's a mockumentary American, series. American, American Vandal. Vandal. Yeah, it's okay. a mockumentary series about this basically uh, set up by this two teenagers who are, you know, doing a documentary about this person who is drawing dicks on teachers' uh, cars right and they investigate it as if they are like super nice investigators so the season 2 has just come out so it's a very lovely funny documentary on Netflix on Netflix perfect recommendation coming from our constitutional expert please please do he's doing research on that it's really fun it's Manisha So I have two pieces. One in The Guardian, How to Write the Perfect Sentence. Oh yeah, I read that. It's a really nice piece. Very nice. Especially if you're a journalist or aspiring writers. And another one in Live Mint uh, called Sex in the Village, which talks about um, the sex life of women in villages. I was really intrigued, not intrigued, surprised by the one of the surveys it quotes of National Family Health Survey, which shows that uh, rural women have more sex than urban women. They have it before urban women. They have more sexual partners, and the frequency is higher. Yeah, but is it very poor and very rich? Yeah, it, I mean, not all of it is rape. Of course, yeah. there are issues of yeah, pleasure yeah. more than consensual. More like it's pleasure the, is not something that they can demand. The very poor and the very rich have the most sex. The middle class is stuck with their yeah. bourgeois values. But it actually interviews women who are indulging so who in consensual sex and. It's a report in Live Mint. It's no, not no. a report. It's a feature by uh, Ashwak Masudi. Okay, interesting. But I mean, from what I do know of villages, I find highly unlikely that all the, you know, sex in, in rural India is is consensual. All the sex women. in no, urban India is also. I, it depends it is. which villages you go to. I mean, there are certain village areas where sex is not looked upon. You know, um, the Arivasis or in places sure, in Gujarat and all that. But They're if you read books like whether Sanjay, uh, uh, the one on you know when on Mayavati where he describes and fishes and became chief minister, you know, in villages where Thakur just walk into like villages. Devi, not, what happened? I mean, it's not Devi. all that. Also, there are no, people I'm sure having consensual that, but that Devi, yeah, that was a rea- that is a reality. I had, a, yeah. yeah, I mean, I had a friend in college. He was a jat of a prominent family, and what he described of rural life fucking blew my mind. So I don't know how much of it mm. is. I mean, you can internalize that that is my purpose of existence. So therefore, you don't think. Anyway, mm. uh, your recommendation. <laughs> Firstly, thank you for the recommendation. I've been taking notes actually. Some of these are really helpful. I'm going to check them out right away. Mm. No, my recommendation is um, uh, this book called The Sellout by Paul uh, Paul Beatty. I found it very interesting. Uh, that so there are two recommendations. They're linked. Mm. That is one. I think one I recommended this. A year oh, ago. Oh, you've mm. recommended no, no, this? No, no, please carry on. Oh. We have two, two double recommendations this time. Good. Yeah. Excellent. No, no, it's so an amazing so book. A, it's an amazing book. Please yeah. carry on. It is actually like what Salman Rushdie was to colonial lit- post-colonial lit- literature where he stopped explaining mm. uh, us natives to Absolutely. the white man. Yeah. Paul Beatty does that 
that he goes moves away from Toni Morrison and all the other in, highly respected uh, black writers. It's the next uh, level. J James, of, it's yeah. another level. Uh, um, absolutely. I mean, what Madhu said, and also, I mean, if uh, just to give you the synopsis, the plot, you get an idea of it. It's about a narrator who calls himself me. And uh, this narrator, what he does is he decides to uh, reintroduce segregation and keep a slave in his Los Angeles neighborhood. And then there's a case that goes to the Supreme Court called Me versus the United States of America. And it's satire, and it's so difficult to imagine someone writing satire on a subject that's so dark. Mm. You know, in, as Madhu said, a very, you know, in a very matter easy of fact. way. Mm. And matter of fact way. And, okay, he was a black man. He is a black man, so he can do that. And he's an African American, a person of African, he's an African American. So he can do this. But, uh, and it reminded me of Ajay Navaria's book. So Ajay Navaria is a Hindi writer, and he's a Dalit writer. And that's the other recommendation. So he has, there's this um, translation in English called Unclaimed Terrain. But otherwise, there are a lot of other books, short stories, Paat uh, Katha or Anya Kahaniya, Yes Sir, Udhar Ke Log, where he writes about the Dalit experience in India. But he also takes it to another level. So he uses humor. He writes about it in a very easy way. He writes about instances like there's a guy who's working out at the gym and he has a Jai Bheem tattoo. But he has to think about when he wants to show the tattoo and when he doesn't want to show the tattoo. So he I writes see. about the Dalit experience in oh, that way. What and is the name of the author again? Ajay Navaria. Ajay Navaria. Yeah. Amazing. And Thank you. That's a really writer. good yeah, recommendation. We wouldn't have known of. Okay. Uh, I have two recommendations this week. Uh, one is the new serial. Um, the new series of serial. Season three. Of? Um, serial. It's the podcast series. They have oh, season oh, one, they have season a season two. three now? Yeah. Oh. I think it's fantastic. What's it, it about? It's about, there's reporters gone into the Cleveland District Court. I think it's hmm. what is our equivalent of a district court. And how justice works there. And while the other two was a specific case, which was very dramatic and it went... The here, second one, what did you think about the second one? I liked one? the second one. A lot of people didn't, but I really liked I it. Didn't. But I think because it was such a high profile case, it mm. was very important in that oh. sense. So here, what I like about it is that while it doesn't have that compelling one narrative like the f earlier episodes, because each episode moves on to a different person, mm. it gives you a feeling of what the what the experience would be like. You can listen to the Awful and Awesome. This week's Awful and Awesome, I've reviewed the whole thing, but I recommend this. And the second thing I'd like to recommend, I've recommended another piece from podcast from the same series earlier, but uh, this one is on Othello. It's called Lend Me Your Ears. Slate is doing a series of podcasts on the politics of Shakespeare in today's context. Uh, and this is how Shakespeare's domestic tragedy has changed radically over time, even as the words have stayed the same. And basically the question it asks is that, is Othello a racist play or a play about racism or both? So this... So look at the high-minded, highbrow stuff. People are doing podcasts and what are we doing? Hafta Gachira Patti. But the, the point is that I want to point out Kritika... Harafelli. Harafelli, Kritika, do read this. Now tell me, are they over-analyzing Shakespeare? Is this extreme wokeness or is it just intellectual masturbation? Uh, oh, this guy's extreme. Catherine Beecher Stowe, who wrote uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin? What was her name? Um, her? Harriet, Harriet Beecher Stowe yeah, wrote yeah, Uncle yeah. Tom's Cabin. When I was a child, I really enjoyed Uncle Tom's Cabin. When I was an adult, then I was told... It's racist. And I understood... Not racist, it's very patronizing towards the black men. I understood why it was. But is the same... 
apply for this Shakespeare? I just like know what what people think. One issue uh, I'd like to bring up is uh, for us last night for America's Tuesday afternoon, um, Bill Cosby was sentenced. Yes, I saw and, that. And um, it's interesting because when O.J. Simpson was sentenced, and when he got free, and then when he was arrested again, uh, the whole country was divided according to your own identity hmm. so if you if you were black you you would support oj don't Simpson. squeeze the juice yeah oj was uh, there was a whole movement to support him but in bill cosby's case it is noticeable that uh, black people were not uh, and he was a bigger hero hmm. than he was uh, called america's dad uh, yeah. dad and you know for a longer period of time he's not just a sports star hmm. he started you know it's like a 30 year 40 year hmm. reign of black comedy uh, comedy by a black person, not black comedy. And um, uh, noticeably on the networks that I saw, uh, there were a lot of black people, black lawyers who were talking about him and there was very little support for him. Yeah, clearly because the 60 women have come forward accusing him. But it's he only got three hard. years. It could be 10, we don't know yet. Okay, I'd like to wind up with Rahul Pandey's email. It's 1,074 words because I won't read the whole thing. But I will just say hello to Manel, writing in despite your Twitter word limit rule. Well, actually, Twitter has 240 characters. We can go up to like 300 words, bro. I was free last evening, so I just went through the Maharashtra government circular for Ayushman Bharat Yojana or Pradhan Mantri Jan Aroge Yojana, PMJAY. The health reporting analysis is abysmal in India, as most of us would agree. So I hope you can do something to improve the scenes. So thought of giving you some pointers in this hope. I have attached a circular for your perusal. perusal. Though it is in Marathi, the disease procedure table is in English. There is a coexisting scheme called Mahatma Jyotiba Phule Jan Aroge Yojana, MJPJAY, Mm -hmm. which also covers many of the procedures, diseases that have been mentioned in the table. And I have a few observations about it. As you may notice, the package proposed by the same medical surgical procedure differ in both the schemes. Basically, what he's pointed out is the same procedure in one scheme, that same procedure is 10,000 rupees and the other scheme is 60,000 rupees. So it's an existing scheme which gives you... And basically, and the difference between the state and central scheme. Uh, I guess the one is a state, state scheme and one is a central scheme. scheme. Maharashtra, yeah. Maharashtra, specific. Maharashtra specific scheme. And uh, he's gone. will go for the 10,000 one. Why will you go for the No, but what he said is that also some of these schemes, he's just done the breakup because he's a doctor. That if you were to break up how much they have put aside for the scheme, every private hospital want to sign up for it because there's so much of money to be made in right. the sense of... But he says it is not possible to give that service in that much money. He's bro- broken it up, Rahul. So this whole piece is going to be on our website. Do check it out. And Rahul, we'll try to get a few medical students. If you're a medical student or if you understand statistics... We'd like to do a real breakdown on this because it's a great idea by Rahul. What he says, it's not financially viable to do those procedures. So either so that, you know, hospitals don't go under, they will take that. So that otherwise others will take it. And once they take that, they can't possibly stay, uh, you know, solvent. Therefore, they will not provide the procedure hmm. as it is to be provided. He says they are so flawed, these government schemes. And he says... Someone should do a breakup of this. So uh, I think we should just tie up with the medical uh, college. You're going to put this up on your on the website. Not only that, you know, all, besides the Ayushman before this, there's, uh, hospitals have to do a certain percentage for CGHS. Mm. And they are owed multitude of crores. Which haven't been paid. Which yet. haven't been paid. And they will not and cannot refuse patients who come in. Mm. So they continue, the hospital then continues. And I don't know how long this can last because, mm. as he says, the so hospital. The government hasn't paid them. And what pressure do you put on a government to... to 
pay their bills. Basically, yeah. it's like Mandrega arrears now. So, uh, like but well, I would it's a little worse because here, well, it's not worse, but it's it's uh, different because here a hospital have to find other ways to survive, right? To to make up for this non-payment of bills. It's and also it's just to see this. Pathetic. So that's for the army officers, right? This. Is it for army? See, it's for army and government. But just take out Rahul's last point. He says so. He's given several, you know, pediatric neurosurgeons required for this procedure. But it takes twelve years of medical education to be licensed to perform this procedure. You may Google the search and price of just one Omoa Reservoir. It's basically, I guess, something that you need. His last point is talking about laughter. The government does have a dark sense of humor intact. Please look at. SR number two three six and two three seven for the same surgery excision of breast lump. The package for the right breast is higher than the left breast. What? What? Ab left breast bhi maoist ho gaya lagta hai. My conclusion. What sense does that make? I am delighted that a more inclusive and supposedly seamless Pan India Health Insurance scheme has taken shape in India finally. But like most of this government's policy decision, it looks like a half. It looks half baked. Is it because? Breast. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry, but is it because the One breast is closer to the heart as opposed to. I don't the know, other. but Rahul like is a something? doctor, and I think he's a surgeon. No, right? No, no also, no. But Rahul, I is, don't know. He's a he's a oh, surgeon. Oh, he's a doctor. So okay. he he's might a have. He would have known. So Rahul, Reject this is a, my point. Rahul, this is you know one of your loveliest emails, and I'm not just saying it because the other emails you kick my ass really hard. But thank you, and we will seriously pursue. And if you're a medical student or a bunch of medical students, let's do a project. We can just do a podcast purely on this. Let's break down the scheme. Put it out there because, like Rahul said, you know, medical journalism does not uh, mm-hmm. on health issues is not robust enough. So we did have a, a speaker, or a journalist, we, in uh, the media rumble. Yeah, we had a we session a on workshop. just health. She did yeah. a workshop on how health should be covered. Yeah. And uh, as I said, I think we need to do that. We need to do one on legal issues because the way legal issues are covered, you read the newspaper, you don't know. They just take a handout of the judgment and print it, and you can't understand what it is. Right. In fact, we have a subscriber who's a lawyer who is offered to Will come in. Will he do in. it? He. We should get in touch with him. Yes. For sure. We should yeah, do that. That would be essential because somebody who's familiar with journalism and law. All right. Thank you, panel. Uh, thank you for that thank wonderful you. discussion. Thank you. Like I said, today is not today, but sometime now is International Podcast Day. Sunday. So, So Sunday. this so this podcast is going to be free for a change for all not just for subscribers. So guys, from next week it's again going to be behind the paywall. Thank you for joining us. Thank you subscribers. Those of you who do subscribe for keeping journalism independent and free. Those of you who don't subscribe, guys, don't be such conjuses also. Smoke one less packet of cigarettes, have one less drink, buy one less underwear, but just subscribe. It's not that expensive. Thank you Rishi thanks. for coming thanks thank you Meghnath thank you Rishi thanks thanks thank you until next time we leave you with this song laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.